Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We are grateful to God for rescuing us. And the Lord will continue to deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn your Bibles with me to Extra chapter number one. Extra chapter number one. I'm reading from the New International Version. Extra chapter one. Read the whole chapter, verses 1 to 11. The Bible says, In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the art of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and do put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any one of his people among you, may his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel the God who is in Jerusalem. And the people of any place where survivors may now be living are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heirs of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and all livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free will offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, the king of Persia, had then brought all Metredat, the treasurer, who counted them out to Sheshbazzar, the prince of Judah. This was the inventory. Gold dishes, 30. Silver dishes, 1,000. Silver pounds, 29. Gold bowls, 20, 30. Matching silver bowls, 410. Other articles, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and of silver. Sheshbazza brought out all this along when the exile came off from the Babylon to Jerusalem. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in our hearts in Jesus' name. The Lord will want us to be reminded that obedience is key to total recovery. It is the purpose of God this year that we should inherit all that has been promised, all that God has proposed for us. It is the desire of God that each one of us will lay hold to it. But in laying hold to it, God wants us to understand that obedience is principal. 
Obedience is the major thing. For anyone who wants to recover from God, obedience is the major thing. And so as we look on the face of God today, I want you to do some things very quickly. One, I want you to open the doors of your hearts to Jesus. He says, I'm at the door, I am knocking. Anyone who opens, I will come in and I will eat with him. Open your life to Jesus. There is no two way to it. You are either open to God or you are open to the devil. So I want to hold you by the message of God. Open to God. The situations around us now is pointing to the end time and showing that the coming of the master will no longer be long. So open to God completely. Number two, I want you to hand everything over to God. Everything in your life, hand them over to God. You see, all the struggle here and there. Yes, I'm not saying you should sit down at home and be lazing about, but you see, when you go about your normal duties, trust God to guide you. The anxieties, the worries will not lead us anywhere. So hand over everything to God. As you wake up in the morning, hand yourself over to God. Hand your property over to God. Hand your family over to God and trust him to care for you. He cares and he will care for you in Jesus' name. Number three, pray for leaders who are credible and are stable to God and man in the church, in the family, and in the nation. You see, when the Bible says we should pray for our leaders, it is not because of those leaders. It's because of yourself. Any error that Buhari makes now, he doesn't reach him. He just stays in Nassau Rock and he's enjoying himself. If he makes any error, we are the one who will carry it on our head. This pandemic has taught me to pray for them every day. I pray for the president. I pray for senators. Because if they take any wrong decision... They said they are going to pass one law now, whether it is good or bad. And they said they will compel us to be taking vaccine. I said, Lord, if it is not what we wish, you will speak to the heart of these people. Because if you leave them to the devil, they will take decisions that are devilish and we will run into trouble. When they said our auditorium should be closed, why is it that we didn't say no? We won't obey and we'll come to open it. <laughs> they will just mess us up. That's why we must pray for credible leaders. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Pray that God will move your spirits to, the, to be part of the recovery team. God is desiring to recover all his things in Nigeria. And is waiting for men and women who trust and believe in him to be used as instruments. So pray that God Almighty will move your hearts. Again, pray for boldness and wisdom to arise and build the house of God. Now, brothers and sisters, what the church has become today is not the fault of anyone. It's the fault of the church. That we are no longer credible before people is not the fault of the world. It's the fault of the church. Pray very well that you have the boldness, 
you have the wisdom to arise and build. Every corner where you are, you are building for God when you stand for Jesus. Very many of us are not able to stand for Jesus in our small, small corners. We cut corners, we take part in deceit, we take part in cheat, and we say, God understands. You talk to many persons and you say, ah, this thing is going to say, ah, that's the way it is now. God will just understand. God does not understand, though. God only understands his word. The standard has not changed. So wherever you are, you are supposed to be standing for Jesus. Yes, every area may be corrupt, but wherever they find it, even the small corner where you are, let it be holy. Let that be holy. Say, be ye holy as who? As your father is holy. So let it be known that you are there wherever you are, but you require boldness. Because sometimes if I bring about suffering, and these days it's me and no go suffer. If it's me and no go suffer, you will not be able to stand for Jesus. Even in church, in church leadership, if you are not able to stand for Jesus, you will run into trouble. Because people will pull you here, they push you here, they will have to do this, do that, but you must be wise enough to take decision for Jesus. The Lord will grant you the boldness. The Lord will grant you the wisdom. Again, pray that God will release resources to you. Wherever resources are, God can direct them to you. If God understands and knows that you will undo it well, he will direct the resources to you. But the little he has given you now, you are mismanaging it. Why will, you, why will he bring another one? So pray for grace that God in his infinite mercies will direct resources towards you. The resources that you require to be able to stand for him. But as you are waiting, please wait where. And the Lord God will help you in Jesus' name. Finally, what I want you to note. Pray that you'll be able to recover that which belongs to you. And you'll be able to count your blessings to the glory of God. When some people recover and they are counting their blessings, they count it to the glory of the devil to frustrate the church of God. Some people come to tell, speak testimony. They come to give testimony. And that testimony, you will not know where the, whether it's gone, that person is praising, or the devil, or himself. But praying for the grace to recover that which belongs to you and to count your blessings to the glory of God. He's coming back again. God is coming back again. He went away and promised that he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Hallelujah is coming back He's coming back My Lord is coming back Coming back, my Lord is 
coming back again. He's coming back again. My Lord is coming back to you for your promises. One of the greatest promises is that you are coming back for us. And we are reminded one more time that we need to prepare for your coming. Lord, help us to prepare well. Like the wise virgins, Lord, help us to prepare well. Unlike the foolish virgins, Father, let us have extra oil. Thank you, our Father. As we go into your word, speak to our situation. In Jesus' name, we pray. As I told you last week, we begin a series on fulfilled promises. And we have said, he has promised, he will never fail. And so part of an introduction, as I conclude the introduction today, the book of Extra is a fulfillment of the promise of God. God made a promise over 70 years before the account of Esther. And because God will ever fulfill his promise, some people who knew read the books and they discovered the time for fulfillment has come and they cried to God. Daniel cried to God, oh Lord, I read it in the books, in the prophecy of Jeremiah, that we are to stay here only 70 years. It is time for restoration. I pray that God will minister to you. God will reveal himself to you. And you will be part of the theme that will recover Nigeria for God in Jesus' name. But you see, the events before extra. If you read the book of Second Kings and Second Chronicles, we will not have the time today because I'm moving very fast. There was a raiding party that captured the people of God. Nebuchadnezzar came with his full army. In 2 Kings chapter 25, you will read it there, but we will not read it now. He came with his full army and captured the people of God. The captors did not succeed because they were stronger and better equipped. No. It's not because they were stronger and better equipped but because the wall of defense of the people of God had collapsed. You remember Abraham went with only over 300 people to defeat kings and armies. So it's not because they have a mighty army, it's not because they are powerful, but because the wall of defense that God has built around these people has collapsed. The wall was not pushed down by the enemy. It's not that the enemy who pushed the wall of defense down broke everything and left you empty. No, it's not the enemy. The people on their own volition, in disobedience, tore the wall down completely. 
The people of God, as a result of their own disobedience, God warned them and said, you people listen to me. Jeremiah warned them and said, don't do this. Don't God, the wrath of God is coming, but they refused to listen. And so on their own, with their own hand, they tore the wall of the fence down. The same thing the church is doing in Nigeria. With our own mouth, with our own hand, we are tearing down the wall of the fence and opening the door for the enemy to come in. If you see the road that is going on in the name of church these days, I was reading the papers. And they said there is a church where they do baby factory. Church. A church doing baby factory, kidnapping young, young girls, asking people to sleep with them, and selling the children. Church. Not anywhere or the other place. Though. Church. So, how will the wall of the fence still remain standing? The people tore the wall down themselves. It's not anybody who tore the wall down. The same thing is happening. God sent his prophets to warn them of the impending danger. But they blocked their ears and chose to listen to their own praise singers. Praise singers in the name of prophets are the ones speaking today. Today there are so many praise singers singing all over the world. And they are singing in the name of the church. You need the spirit of discernment to be able to discern that these ones are far away from the church. They are just using our name. They are using our cloth. They are using all our instruments, but they are not part of us. That's why you need wisdom of God. And thank God we are talking about wisdom in our Sunday schools now. They chose the way of the world against the way of God. They turned their back to God and carried the favor, carried the favor of idols. They left God who brought them out of Egypt. How can somebody, even those of us who are reading it, we never experienced it. It's not our parents who if God can make people pass through Red Sea on dry ground, they were hungry, he supplied food. Even when he supplied food to them, you know that there was a time they were crying. They said, they didn't have water and they were crying about water. I said, maybe you will have died in Egypt. It's better than us to die in this place. The same way which you are complaining. They complain and complain and God was speaking to them. And they didn't listen to God. They follow idols. Different idols of the places where they are. That's what they were following. Thus, God gave them up to their foolishness. Folly leads to death and destruction. When people reject the wisdom of God, when people reject the wisdom of God and they choose the foolishness of the devil, then there is no other alternative. They will end up in destruction. May we not be part of the team that will be destroyed in Jesus name. These are recorded for our lessons. These are recorded to help us. We're not able to read the text in 2nd Kings and 2nd Chronicles. But please go back home and read yourself. All these things are written 
so that we will learn and we will not follow the path that they followed. We are supposed to learn from their mistakes and flee from every form of disobedience. But lo and behold, we are even getting worse than what they did. People kill people and bury in the auditorium so that they can attract people to church. Do you think God is stupid? <laughs> How can you say you are serving God, the living God himself? And you are using all sorts of things. We are talking about those, even those of us who are here. There are things that we are mingling with the word of God. The word of God has become relative for some people. The word of God is constant. It does not change. And so, brothers and sisters, as we go through the book of Extra, in looking at the way God, who is a promise-fulfilling God, the covenant-keeping God, fulfill his promise for them, and pray to our life that the promises of our life will be fulfilled too. So my prayer for you today is that God will open your eyes of understanding. God will grant you wisdom. And as you go through the word of God, you will not be here as alone, but you will be doers of the word. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing, and what? And obedient. That means... If you are willing and you are disobedient, what happens? You will not eat anything. Because everybody is willing to take something that is good. But it's willing and obedience. So obedience is the key in where we are going. They were disobedient. That's why they ran into trouble and the wrath of God came upon them. Please flee every appearance of sin. So that the wrath of God will not come upon you. The Bible says, tell the righteous, it will be well with him. They will enjoy the fruits of their deeds. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 10. Are you righteous? Because if we are praying and say, God will help you to enjoy the fruits of your deeds. Okay. Some people will not say amen to fruit of their deeds because they know their deeds are not correct. But the Bible is saying, tell the righteous is well with him. That means there's an opposite in the next verse. <laughs> if we want to eat the fruits of our deeds, if we want to eat the good of the land, if we want the promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives, can we take this one quickly? One, hear God correctly. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Paul was telling Timothy, he said, what I have spoken to you, take it as the correct doctrine, as the truth of the word of God. If you don't hear well, there's likelihood of error. So hear God correctly. Because if somebody is going to acquire something, you must know how to get there. Please learn to hear God and hear him correctly. 
Don't go to wrong people who will tell you wrong things. The Bible is the same. You can take it, read it, and pray to God. Meditate on the word of God and God is going to speak to your spirits. Number two, do the will of God. James chapter 1 verse 22 said, don't be hearers alone, but what? Doers of the word. You see, when you hear God, do what God, it's only what God says. All other persons might be speaking. Don't mind them. Oh. Just do the will of God. Once you are in the will of God, you are correct. You may look foolish before all others, but you are wise in the presence of the Almighty God. Do the will of God. Number three, walk in obedience. As you do it, walk. Let, let's see all your movement, where you are moving. You see, when you are holy and you move with unholy people, I was telling my family one time. You see, I have friends I belong to some clubs before. And when I became born again, I still kept some of those friends. I said, since I'm a Christian, they know I'm a Christian now. And as one of my friends that I used to visit, he's an abalist. He does things for people. But if I go to his house, now you will buy me amala and panla and everything. We sit down and we talk and we enjoy ourselves. I didn't know that one of the wives of my relation is going to do something there. <laughs> if I'm going in, there is a door behind that we take to go and sit in the sitting room and sit down. Customers will come through this open door. We. <laughs> so one day the girl was there. I carried my something. I was coming and I want to go and enjoy it. I just went to his house. As soon as I was coming, they recognized me in his voice and said, Ah, I'm there. And so I went through where he used to go. I didn't know that's why, that's the gate, that big man who come to do something from him, take also. <laughs> so I ate my amalakmanla, I enjoyed, and I left. The day that they will give me my change, <laughs> I was accusing my cousin's wife of being uh, shady, of shady character. And I said, your hand is not clean. The girl looked at my face. <laughs> respected him, he didn't talk. <laughs> when I left, he said, Oh, daddy, now clean you. <laughs> that daddy's hand is not clean, too. That we are going to the same place. It's the same market that we are going to. <laughs> Only God can clear your verse. I don't know the English of that one. <laughs> so, the day we were discussing and they said, but the girl said, you know the place. I said, which place? And they gave the name of her. I said, yes, it's my friend. I go there. I said, hey, if you go there, she can go there. I said, ah. But I go to the event. Ah. <laughs> How do you prove that? That's why since that day, up to today, I never go there again. It's when we were burying one of our friends. I saw him say, I can't come to you again because people thought 
I am coming to do what others are coming. Ah, they know you. I said they don't know me. <laughs> so you must be very careful. Walk in righteousness. Be conscious that you are holy and you are working with only people. The company that you keep will mar your testimony if you are not careful. Finally, let your walk be righteous. First Peter chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. Please read it at home. So brothers and sisters, if you are disobedient, there is a repercussion. Disobedience will cut you off from God completely. And when you are cut off from God, every other thing you are doing is not acceptable to him. Disobedience will cut you off from helpers that God will raise for you. Once you are disobedient, people of God will run away from you. People who truly know God, they will run away from you. And that is the challenge, the take home I want you to have. Disobedience will open you up to the devil. Once you are disobedient, it will open you up to the devil. And the devil will have his feet. That's why the children of Israel, they broke the wall of defense. And they were open to the devil. And Nebuchadnezzar came and dealt with them. The Bible says, he ravaged everyone, including, he broke down the temple. Everything. Disobedience brings sorrow and pain. If we are going to inherit the promises, if we are praying to God to fulfill his promise, we will recover ourselves from all the shady things and stand right before God. It is then we can lift up our face unto him and our help can come from God. Brothers and sisters, as we go through this season in our nation, our God understands that this will come. It's we that this thing meet by surprise. It didn't meet God by surprise. Though. God knows that this season will come. That's why I say, even in drought, what will he do? He will satisfy you. So whether there is corona or no corona, whether there is him, God says he's going to satisfy you. That's why he's talking to us. It's myself. Fear not. I am what? Your shield and exceeding great reward. So if you hear him or praise according to his word, the Lord God who has called us to himself will minister to us. His will will be done in our life. The Lion of Judah. No. He has been on the picture. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke. He has given up the victory. Oh,
that even if you are buried under a set of problems, not that you are on top of it, you are buried under it, we encourage that none of them is too complex for our God to solve. Do you trust God to resolve your issue this morning? Please rise on your feet. Tell it to Jesus. In two minutes, tell your issue to Jesus. And all of us speaking to men alone reports to Jesus. The headquarters is waiting for you. Can you tell him now? Tell him exactly what? Tell him, tell him, tell him now. Tell him. Oh, some people cry to God and say, Lord, this is 70 years already. It's time for you to deliver us. And God came to their rescue. Can you cry to God and say, Lord, it's time for deliverance. It's time for deliverance. It's time for deliverance. It's time for you to visit me in a special way. It's time for special blessing. Are you crying to God? Are you telling him now? Are you telling him now? Tell God. Tell him. Tell. He's the one you can talk to. Men will lead you nowhere. Only God can take you to the right destination. Tell him now. Tell him now. Tell Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to him. Nobody will help you to tell him. Or just tell him everything that you need. I have a witness in my spirit that the one who says fear not is up to something. Is up to something in your life. Is up to something in your life. Is up to something in your family. He is willing to fulfill his promise in your life. That's why I say fear not. He promised Abraham when he was taking him out of his people. He said, I will make you into a nation. And God fulfilled that promise. Anyone that bless you is blessed. Anyone that causes you is caused already. That is the presence is blessing upon your life. Just tell him now. Tell him exactly. Tell him. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, glorious God. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, eternal King of Glory. Thank you, glorious Father. Thank you, our King. In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, in obedience to your word, we have come as penitent children, pleading and asking that you have mercy on us. Father, have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Where we have erred, everything that we have done wrong, Father, let mercy prevail over judgment. Today, Lord, we stand in your presence. Every filthy garment in our body, Father, remove it in Jesus' name. Amen. Cover us with your garment of purity. Amen. Help us, O oh Lord, to stand for you. Amen. As we go in this week, we ask, Lord, that we will be bold enough to stand for Jesus. Amen. Our fear is gone. Amen. The boldness of God is upon us. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our God. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed.